In the effort of transparency and fairness, some of our group members who may or may not be participating in this episode work for Tapas and Funimation. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are their own and do not represent the views and opinions of their employers. Additionally, any sponsorship BL Garden or Fujocon receives from either organization was handled by our PR rep and our members with industry ties had no role in solicitating or obtaining that sponsorship. Now on to the podcast. Hello, welcome to the BL Classic Minisode. I'm your host, Puzzle Savant, here with my co-host, Charles. And today we will be bringing you back to BL's past with Aino Kusabi by Rieko Yoshihara. And fair warning, we will be sharing spoilers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been long enough. <laughs> you should know. <laughs> All right. So, um, I know Kusabi, or The Space Between, was originally published by Shosetsu June, uh, which is a Yaoi magazine from December 86 through 87. So, December 1986 through October 1987. So, almost uh, one year uh, when it was finally released as a hardbound novel in 1990. Uh, a series of paperback editions followed, expanding the storyline and showcasing revisions in the Crystal Edition from the publisher Seibido Shupang. However, the Crystal Edition is incomplete, and it wasn't until another publishing company, Tokuma Shoten, acquired the series that all eight volumes were released under the Kara Edition. So, during this time, the first audiobook was released in May of 1989. Uh, a two-episode OVA was produced by AIC, uh, in, which is Anime International Company, in August 1992 and May 1994. Then, the more widely known audio drama Dark Erogenous came out during that time in November 1993, between the two OVAs featuring the same voice actors. It wasn't until November 2007 that June acquired the license for an English adaptation under the Digital Manga Publishing, or under Digital Manga Publishing, which did release all eight volumes. Uh, finally, AIC attempted to release a new 12-episode OVA in 2010, but it didn't come out until 2012 due to financial reasons, and extremely sadly ended after episode four due to said financial reasons. So that was around the same time Media Blasters acquired the license to release the OVA in North America. And I think they dubbed it, in fact. <gasps> Did they really? I kind of think so. I I haven't seen it, but oh my God, that would be amazing to see it. Mm -hmm. I think they did. Okay. Well, for those of you who are not familiar with I Know Kusabi, here is a quick storyline. Fair warning. The story does mention and contain underage sex, rape, grooming, drugs, sex trafficking, and gore such as bodily mutilation. If you know, you know. So this story follows Riki the Dark, who is infamous among the mongrels in the slums of Ceres, but due to being in over his head, Riki is torn away from that life by the elite Tanagura blondie Iason Mink, who forces him to become his pet. But despite being polar opposites, Riki and Iason develop a relationship that ultimately leads to their deaths. So, Charles, how did you come across this title? 
So way a whole long time ago, I was on Aaron Fantasy's site and I clicked on, uh, you know, videos and had all the BL type anime that had made OVAs and series. And first alphabetically was Ainokusabi. <laughs> so that is the first one I watched. I'm pretty sure it's the first animated anything BL that I watched. And yeah, talk about diving in head first. This was, <laughs> it's, it's not a, it, it really throws you in there into that world it's not it's not a, like fluffy like doku say or anything like that it's just bam how about yeah. you oh oh god same boat um except i i found this via youtube i i don't recall what i was looking up but it popped under the yaoi tag and since then i've tried collecting the entire novel collection because it offers more backstory for different characters and it better describes the world the characters inhabit and those novels were the reason I was so excited about the updated anime series in 2012, because from my understanding, from what I read online, the new OVA was going to follow those novels. So it was really disappointing that it was canceled shortly after its premiere. Yeah, I think I remember reading that, too, that it was going to be more novel centric. And from the four episodes that came out, they cover a fairly different timeline than what the OVAs did. So I believe it. Right. Yeah, it's like the the pre of how to he got there. And I love that it just shows so much more of the world. You get to see the different, di the different dynamics between the mm -hmm. people that are chipped and the people like the mongrels that don't have anything to their name. Uh, so what did you like about I Know Kusabi back in the day? I guess the tragic forbidden love, it's sort of a Romeo and Juliet-esque story, which appealed to my teenage sensibilities. Um, it's because on top of the sort of feeling or suggestion of forbidden love that's sort of inherent in BL, um, because if, if you're in a conservative society like Japan or America, um, but on top of that, this has a, um, the two of them have a class difference. They're master and captive, loving someone who's bad for you, uh, and it's not going to end well. It's destined to end badly. Just spoiler alert, they die at the end, so that's not cool, but <laughs> otherwise, and it couldn't have ended any other way. Um, and then also it's sci-fi. Um, I thought the world building was pretty good because I haven't read the novels and I still pretty much could figure out what was going on. I didn't, you know, feel like I had to have read the book first, Dune 2021. <laughs> but uh, it really sucked me in and also ruined me. And I watched it again knowing that would happen and I keep rewatching it anyway. It's It's just really great. It has a special place in my heart. Same. It, it's it's got to fall under the the love hurt genre, honestly. And honestly, same boat. It was the first yaoi I ever saw. And having been raised Roman Catholic, this was a taboo show I really enjoyed watching. And I had never read or seen anything with that storyline in it before. So I watched it repeatedly. Heck, I think this is one of the first animes that actually made me cry. So it also holds a special place in my heart, too. Yeah, it'll rip you up. It's so sad. Right? And yeah. How over time do you think has this title held up? I think it's aged well, especially some something from the, you know, early 90s um as far as the OVAs are because e even now it's pretty unique. There's not a whole lot of sci-fi uh, BLs out there. So this really stands alone in a lot of ways. Um and yeah, the two OVAs are themselves are a complete story. Um, so it's a nice sort of beginning and ending. 
kind of. I mean, it would be nice to have more, but it, you get it. You get what's going on. Um, it also deals with like class and race issues, human engineering and AI, poverty, social politics, all of which still are and will always be relevant. So it it's aged fine from that perspective. Um, and it's dystopian sci-fi, and that will never not be popular. <laughs> it's going strong a million years later. So um, I have not read the novels. Um, I still need to read them. I would like to read them someday. Um, but I love the OVAs and the four-episode Unfinished series and Dark Orogenous, which you recommended to me that I listened to, which was great. And just, I don't know, still now the story will suck you in and destroy you in the span of about two hours if you're watching the OVAs. Right. I, uh, You know, minus the comparison to Romeo and Juliet, because it wasn't as nice or lovey-dovey, to me, it's a very, it, it's a classic and it showcases to me an original storyline, because unlike other yaois, there is no manga. This began as a novel, and then it blossomed into an anime, a CD drama, and then an animated remake, which I don't believe they would have done if there wasn't a huge following. Sadly, due to the endless renegotiations and financial concerns, and other issues I saw online, I saw some people did not like Riki's character at all. Like, he's supposed to be as young as 15, and yet he's very muscular for his age. He doesn't look 15. So yeah, some people had an issue. But overall, just if anyone ever starts a GoFundMe to continue where the fourth episode left off, I would throw my money at them, guaranteed. Yeah, I th uh, I I thought about that a lot. Like when it first discontinued, I was like, if if money was the only problem, they could absolutely reach out to fans and have it funded in a day. But I'm I'm sure money is not the only thing that went on, and it, it, we couldn't rescue it now. Maybe in the future, someday they'll try again because the art style was real di really different, a lot more like current, like what something that would fit in now, and uh, <sighs> very very sad. <laughs> <laughs> that it didn't finish. It it was fantastic quality. Yeah, it really was. So, um, for people who haven't um seen, read, or heard this before, um, first of all, go watch it now. Um, but uh, if you want to know something that's maybe kind of similar to it, that if you like that, you might like this, or if you like this, you might want to try these things. I know Kasabi has spawned countless MM romance novels and webcomics. So, so, so many fans in the English-speaking world have been inspired to do their own take on the themes of I know Kasabi. And so here's a few that I can think of sort of off the top of my head. I know there's more that I can't think of. But if you know these and you don't know I know Kasabi, you should definitely check I know Kasabi out. So Starfighter by Hamlet Machine definitely took inspiration from it. Um, D.L. Warner's Ensnared series is like... A some people criticize for being like a direct ripoff, but it's it's if I as I understand it's really not, but it's very similar in a lot of ways. And then um, the Captive Prince series by C.S. Bacot, I I don't know if the author has ever said that they directly took inspiration from this, um, but you'll see a lot of similarities. I can't imagine it didn't influence it in some ways. So then some others you might want to check out for another one that was made around the same time. There's Legend of the Blue Wolves, a.k.a. Hot Space Cowboys in English. That's the real title. Um, it also has a slightly long-ish haired blonde and a shorter dark haired character. And it's also a dystopian sci-fi, but it, it it probably wasn't inspired by Aino Kasabi because that's pretty much where the similarities end. But it definitely did also um, uh, inspire Starfighter. I believe Hamlet Machine said that 
there are scenes like uh, some of the scenery yes from the webcomic is taken directly from like inspired yeah legend of the blue wolves yeah from the very first chapter the scene uh where Cain and abel are actually walking into their shared room it's almost a replica mm-hmm. if you see legend of the blue wolves and then read the first chapter of starfighter you will see some similarities yep I agree. And oh, okay, here's another one, which is actually a favor of yours, I think. How about number six? That's a sci-fi dystopia. <gasps> yes, it is. And it kind of has a yeah. happier ending. I would say so, neither of them die yeah. at the end. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Which is a good thing, but mm-hmm. they're not necessarily together. So another so, bittersweet um, one. Yeah. But yeah, that's available on Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, dystopian sci-fi is the only thing they have in common. Um Dramatical Murder has sci-fi and drama, um, and they have, I mean, all the Nitro and Carol stuff also has bad ending, super fucked up stuff, so you might enjoy that if you like Aino Kasavi or vice versa, because in Aino Kasavi, people die, people lose body parts, and lots of stuff goes on, so it's dark, it's not a comedy, <laughs> so a lot of a lot of BL includes some comedy elements, I feel like, so Especially the ones that get made into animated series. but um, So we're, we're doing our best with the recommendations. Because there's really nothing like it. A couple other things is um, the webcomic Artifice by Alex Wolfson. Uh, which you can read for free on his website. Or it's available on Amazon. Um, which is uh, includes some space travel and cyborgs. Born Sexy Tomorrow by VVG. Uh, sorry. By VVBG. Which is a sci-fi webcomic on tapas. A lot of people in our group really like. And then as far as the sort of like tragic, painful love, anything by Miyamoto Kano. Um, And then if you like the beautiful, hardcore, fucked up stuff with bad endings sometimes, anything by Inaria Fusanosuke. So those are all the recommendations we could sort of come up with. Like I said, it's pretty unique on Ukusabi. Right. Yeah. Now I'm glad you mentioned Artifice. Like I, I read that so many years ago and it's like, Mm -hmm. wow, yeah, I forgot he was, that guy was with the cyborg. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while for me, too, but I looked it up. It's still available on his website. Awesome. Yeah, Alex is such a wonderful guy. So wholesome, too. He's so nice if you ever see him at a convention. Yeah, I did see him at a convention one time. He is really nice. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, y'all, if you enjoyed this title or if you know of other titles that we should check out, please let us know on our Twitter, Instagram, or Patreon, and let us know what did you like about I Know Kusabi, or perhaps you don't like it. Either way, we want to hear it. Yeah, if you don't like it, what's wrong with you? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Yeah, but we no. are judging. No. No, but we we pretty much all love it. I, I'm curious yeah. to hear if someone doesn't like it. Like, you know, I, I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely all the all the sort of trigger warnings we gave. There's definitely things in it that that you won't like those elements. But I don't know the story as a whole still pretty good mm-hmm. so yep that's all we have thank you so much for listening to this episode of the 801 reviewed if you would like to learn more about us check out our website at blgardendfw.com or check us out on twitter at blgardendfw if you love this podcast and are considering supporting us find us on patreon and you can get your name on the podcast like barb colt puck ray twiggy audrey g carlise williams jacqueline gonzalez joy kiss Anna, Christina Coleman, CJ, Crystal Marie, Dusty, Ambo Snoodler, Kendra Lawrence, Marina Carlson, and Rita Wren. 
In addition, please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening. We really appreciate every last one of you. So until next time, this is your host, Puzzle Savant. And Charles. Signing out. Have a good one, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.